This is a Podcat Nation production. Hello, and welcome to Buff Wild, a podcast that made it all the way to finale without my undiagnosed ADHD telling me to stop halfway through. I'm your host, Olivia, as always, as for every week, and for every week we have a very special guest. This week it is my friend Sophie. Hey, Sophie. Hey. How's it going? It's going good. Good. You ready to nerd out with me? Yes. Awesome. My favorite thing in the world is to talk about TV shows that I It's love. true. I feel like that was how our bond really established. Yeah. Like, oh, can I just like info dump at you about a TV show? Right. Can I sit there and nod furiously and be like, yes, 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 yes. Been thinking about this for years. Yes. It's true. Um, you're a big Buffy fan. I am a big Buffy fan, yes. I'd like to draw attention to um, how you showed up today, which maybe if you're okay, I'll take a photo for the internet. Absolutely. Yeah. As I told you yesterday, I said, I will be showing up in costume (laughs) and I showed up in costume as Giles (laughs) and it's outstanding because I already had an outfit uh which was my 11th doctor outfit (laughs) so I just repurposed that by switching out the bow tie for a regular tie it's perfect thank you you've also brought props oh yeah I brought um a mug that I already owned yes which was a mug with a picture of Buffy that says, what would Buffy Summers do? <laughs> and on the way out the door, our mutual friend Tristan gave me his um, vintage bottle of holy water. I like the I like the fact that the holy water is almost empty. Yeah. Because he's gotten well some used. use out of it. <laughs> I believe this is genuine holy water. I think it's from like the 70s. That checks out. Yeah. It, it has a color. It has a color. Yes. It's, yeah. It's seen it's some, a, it's seen some things. Exactly. Um, so obviously you're a big Buffy fan. Yes. Outstanding. Just in general, what are your thoughts on Buffy? Um, okay. Well, let me explain how I got to Buffy. Please, yes. So my first introduction to Buffy was the movie, which I watched at um, a sleepover when I okay. was a child. Whenever that movie came out, I don't okay. remember when it was. Right. Mid 90s, yeah. I think. Yeah. A couple years before the show. Yeah. So I watched that and was not impressed. Fair. It was okay. Yeah. But it wasn't great. I haven't watched it yet, but it seems very like C roll. I haven't watched know? it since I first watched it. Um, I only remember one line from it, which was like at the beginning, they're at, they're at the mall. And there's this jacket that I think Buffy likes, 
or maybe it's someone I can't remember who it is but like one of the characters is like oh my god I love this and they're like oh my god that's so five minutes ago <laughs> and then later on one of the other characters has bought it and is wearing it and she's like I thought that like was out of style and she's like it's retro <laughs> oh my god that's the movie where I learned the term retro <laughs> outstanding the only other thing i remember is that i think luke perry is in that movie yes and christy yes, swanson is. plays buffy yes that's all i know about it luke perry an angel yes. the darling yeah um so yeah that's all i knew about it and then i so i didn't really watch tv growing up mm-hmm. i grew up in like a pop culture vacuum like we didn't have cable tv um we watched a lot of British movies we listened to a lot of classical music it was a whole thing um so and I also grew up in a very like anti-conformist household Mm -hmm. where like anything like remotely pop culture was like not good (laughs) like if a lot of people liked it it was probably bad yeah (laughs) it's weird it's yeah anyway (laughs) so and then also I think based on my memory of the movie and the fact that Sabrina the Teenage Witch was really big at the time, I kind of equated the two. And I thought they were, like, kind of the same vibe. Which is, like, not bad. Sabrina is yeah, bad. Sabrina but was it's great. it's definitely a different show. Yeah. So I never really paid attention to Buffy or Angel or any of that stuff in high school. Um, and then after high school, I worked at Rogers Video. And one of the guys working there put... Um, the musical episode on oh my god and I'm like I looked up at one point and I'm like what is this <laughs> and the guy's like, it's the musical episode of Buffy and I was like this is Buffy yeah and I was like okay I think I need to watch this show now um but then I had these friends I was in an acting troupe and I had uh these friends in it who invited me over to watch Firefly so Firefly was my first introduction to the Whedonverse. Yes. Um, and shortly after that, I like rented like the first season of Buffy from the video store and watched it. And then I was watching it once. I was watching the episode, I Robot, You Jane. Yes. And my mom was like in the room or whatever. And she was like, what are you watching? And I was like, I'm watching Buffy. And she was like, this is terrible. And I'm like... Yeah, I guess it kind of is. (laughs) And I'm, like, a very impressionable person. So, like, as soon as someone in authority was like, this isn't good, I'm like, yeah, it's not good. So (sighs) I stopped watching Puppy. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And then I was online. I don't even remember where, but I was online, like, a little while later, and someone was talking about the season two finale. (laughs) And what happens in that? Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, that's some like angsty bullshit, (laughs) which I need to see right now. (laughs) Like that is like straight in my wheelhouse. Season two finale was buck wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was buck wild. Yes. Thank you. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And that's kind of how I got into it. Oh, I love that. From there on, it was like. Right. And then like re your mother, I'm like, Yeah. Buffy, especially season one, is like kind of terrable, but My that's also part of it. Understand camp? No, you know. Yeah. So like, she doesn't understand like enjoying something that's bad. Exactly. Like, something's bad. She's not gonna watch it. That's its charm. She also like can't watch bad acting. Not that this mm. is bad acting, but no. you know what I mean. Yeah. 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 I'm like, no, that's delightful. Yeah. Camp is 
clearly dear to my heart yes. because we're here on episode 12. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, should we get into the finale yeah, episode of the, season one? The finale. Oh my God. Um, I feel like we'll like bookend this with how did you feel about it? Rewatching it. I was surprised by how much I had retained. I haven't watched it yeah. in a really long time. But then I was like, oh, I remember, I remember all of this. Oh, fair. I'm on the opposite side of that where I only just watched this for the first time a few months ago and watching it again more recently. I'm like, ah, more of this to take in because I'm not just shocked by the nonsense that I'm watching that like all the little details aren't lost on me. Yeah. 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 It's great. I love it. Um, This episode. So it is not a two parter, but like deeply affected by the episode beforehand, which really I just took from the recap that they gave us of the anointed one will lead her to hell and like other bad things happen yeah it's like all the plot threads are being um like tied up exactly everything's coming together xander and giles are in cahoots which i love it when like angel is in cahoots with anybody Mm -hmm. yeah i love when angel interacts with anyone other than buffy yes he's part of the team right when he interacts with buffy i'm like boo this is gross exactly the age of consent in california is 18 yeah I don't care if you're a vampire. No. That's real gross. This is not okay. Exactly. <laughs> illegal. <laughs> right? Joyce. Yeah. I know you have a wily teenager, but like, come on. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> Speaking of ugh, um, the episode <laughs> starts with Xander, my favorite person, and his like upsetting voiceover as he's talking to somebody oh about, boy. you know how I feel about you. Is oh like rehearsing his proposal to Buffy of please go out to, with me to, to, to Willow. To spring dance. Yep. Which like, like... That's the thing about like being an adult and watching a teenage show, like a show about teenagers, is just like... It's a it's a dance. Like, right. Like when, when later on in the episode, Xander's like... Like Angel's like, oh, you're in love with her? And I'm like, you're 17. Right? Like, you're a 16-year-old boy. You don't know what love is. You have no idea. <laughs> you have no idea. You are in lust with her. Right. And also, she's her own person. <laughs> exactly. She's never showed any signs of affection yeah. towards you beyond friendship. Yeah. Also, maybe this is like a little lost on me, because I don't know about you, but like, when you were a high school student, were dances as big of a thing as they are leading this up to be? When I think I it's largely an American school, thing. The dances were a big thing. Okay. But it was like you would go to the gym and grind on each other. Yes. For four hours until a teacher turned the lights on. Yeah. Yeah. And like sometimes people would sneak alcohol in. Exactly. My friend did once. Oh, yeah. My high school fully wasn't allowed to have like regular set dances except for the grad dance. Yeah. Because I had a couple of like, like I had a formal in grade 10. Mm-hmm. And we had like a boat trip once. Oh, I'm always amazed by the high schools that are like, let's put a bunch of teenagers on a boat. Yeah. See what happens. Yeah. Just for, for fun times. Exactly. Not good. Yeah. We weren't even allowed to have dances except for like end of high school, grade 12 grad because yeah, people and they did were drugs and drank. on campus and not at a random club downtown. Yeah. <laughs> Although my grad was at a restaurant downtown. Right. This is my ongoing question of like. I have no interest in meeting Joss Whedon. I've talked a lot of shit about Joss Whedon, but I'm like, Joss Whedon, come on and tell us about what the business plan for the bronze is. <laughs> yeah, like, like, what is its licensing? What is its zoning? Because I know there is a scene, like, way later on where one of the characters um, 
tries to get a drink and they're like you need to show me your id and she's, yes she's like, Anya a demon so she's yes. like i am Anya. she's <laughs> like i'm a hundred years old <laughs> right give me a break <laughs> it's outstanding so they do check id but i guess only when you go to buy a drink which seems like a bad idea like right. normally you would go at like you would go to like the door and you would show them your id and you would get a bracelet to determining whether or not you could drink exactly because if you're just in the club someone's just going to give you drinks yeah that's how yeah, that works absolutely also exactly. Just, yeah exactly you get someone to buy you drinks like exactly i don't know what this is sophie and i know about delinquentism yes we know what's up i mean i never did it <laughs> right i had bad friends but i knew people who did <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> i definitely saw it happening on tv so i was like i guess that's something that happens it doesn't happen to me but i guess it's something that happens exactly i grew up in the gossip girl era so i'm like yes children drink martinis <laughs> at bars in three afternoon all the time it's totally fine yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly but yeah xander's practicing his uh monologue of buffy please date me which just ends with date me yeah date me date me it's awful and i'm like i have a lot of hate for xander as a character but i'm like this is such a pitiful scene (laughs) i'm like you were the worst and i'm sad for you right i I mean i did like xander when i first watched it because it was the early 2000s yeah we were all brainwashed exactly and now i'm like oh no I don't want you near me nope if I saw you walking down the street I would cross the street if you sat beside me on the bus I would hold my breath yeah yeah not a great time I wrote, not great at all the amount of entitlement coming off of Xander yes because he's like I gotta do this now I'm like she's never shown any interest in yeah. you and then, then I wrote Willow you? deserves so much more and she yes. will get it <laughs> yes and then it will be taken away from her and it will be taken away from her but she will be okay I think I haven't gotten that far. We'll see. <laughs> Everything will be fine. Nothing will go wrong. Right. And he's like, I need to tell her now. And Willow's like, but like, she's not even here. Where is Buffy? Buffy's getting her signs, her spine snapped. This scene, like the, the directing of the scene yes. is amazing. Like the whole first season leading up to this is like, okay. And then this scene is like, oh, okay. You have some chops. Yes. This entire episode was really well directed it and really well shot. It up a notch, Right. For like sure. there's not a ton of like actual plot that happens just that every scene is yeah, so, standard, so good. Like there's a prophecy. You're going to die. You die. You come back. You kill the bad guy. Let's it's go great. dance. Right. It's so good. Right. Watching it today. I was like, oh, this is it. Like this is a different series in the entire first season one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it so good. Yes. Yeah. She's fully just getting her spine broken. She like All is thrown time. to the cement yeah. floor. I'm like great truly like i know that slayers have a different like constitution and like physical buildup powers or whatever right like do they have wolverine bones because i feel like yes absolutely she gets thrown against so many sharp edges and like it's happening um i love that it's all like slow-mo and cool and she stands up she pulls out her stake and the vampire is like oh no and then they're gonna face off and then she just takes him down with like three punches right (laughs) it's like boom boom stake you're dead she's like i need the thrill (laughs) i'm gonna let this go a little bit i also love that this is happening two feet from cordelia making out with her boyfriend in a car yeah and apparently it's on school girl yes (laughs) like why is cordelia like parked in a car at school with this boy (laughs) 
I have a theory on this. I choose to believe that Cordelia is like, I'm not as stupid as I make people think. Oh, definitely not. There's shit happening in this town. This school is well lit and that weird librarian is here at all hours. So I feel safe. True. Cordelia is a lot smarter than she appears. She really is. Just Cordelia Appreciation Corner always. Oh um, it seems this episode, Cordelia's found herself a nice young man to yeah, date and she, like, kiss on. She likes him and it's yeah. very sweet. And she's like very pleasant to other people. Yeah. She seems happy and then it all comes crashing down around her in a really horrific way. Yeah. But she does not take a weird digression and I appreciate that about yeah. her. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's found a nice young man. Uh, I've just heterophobia I've written. Cordelia and her friend are in a car. <laughs> <laughs> gender. right um yeah buffy describes it as a three-in-one night she's like i'm slaying it it's great <laughs> i also really enjoyed taking from the next scene where we go into like giles is in his office looking at prophecies that giles is a plant daddy oh my god yes yeah we never really see his office other than this and there's just like tons of plants and like a mister i'm like <laughs> giles would be Giles has a notebook somewhere. Giles doesn't know when any of the prophecies occur, but he knows when he needs to water each plant yep. and how much and what temperature. Absolutely. Yeah. It's wonderful. Um, but yeah, he's got some prophecies. Mm-hmm. It's not great. He's looking into them as he does. The master shall rise and the slayer. Dun, dun, dun. And they never really tell us. And then we get one of my favorite plot devices that they use in Buffy, which is an earthquake. Yep. It's California. in California. It yeah, Exactly. I've lived in, knock on wood, watch this happen. I've lived in Vancouver for 12 years. I've experienced two. Yeah, I've I experienced slept through like one. one earthquake. Like yeah. I felt one and I've lived here my entire life. Exactly. I'm like, ugh. But also, yeah, I like how they imply they happen every week. It's very funny to me. Yeah. It's very good. Uh, the master is like, I know that an earthquake is not a storm, but in terms of like disaster equivalents, he's a storm chaser. <laughs> <laughs> If he was on human surface, he would, on the human ground, he would have, like, a truck that he just rides into the hurricane. Yeah. He's so stoked. Yeah. He's like, like, oh, my God, yes. Right. So proud of his earthquake. He's screaming. He's so delighted. He's like, it's happening. Turn Earth. It stops. He looks at the anointed one. He's like, 5.1. What do you think? <laughs> that line is great. He is on fire in this episode. Okay. So I wrote, the master looks like if Voldemort came back, but instead of, like, a snake, he came back as an ood. Yes. Yes. The I saw him when I was rewatching it. I was like, oh, he looks like an ood. <laughs> right? Um, the master kind of, to me, looks and kind of operates as if Voldemort came back as a uh, weeho gay. <laughs> 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 he got some fillers. He's very sassy. <laughs> He's very sad. Right? We're like, I know the master was never the big villain, but he was the most fun. He was very fun. He was great. great. Right? He really set the tone that, like, all the vampires are, like, delightfully pansexual and weird. And it's great. And just, like, quippy. Exactly. (laughs) Also, um, I looked it up, and the kid who plays the anointed one is the same age as me. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Do you feel old now? (laughs) I do. wolf um so yeah giles is uh in his office post earthquake there's some structural damage buffy comes in and he's so happy to see her alive oh my god he's also very tired yes he's not slept he's like an old man who hasn't slept all night right i also kind of get the impression that like giles isn't a bad watcher but he's definitely like 
I don't know, the kid who never turned in his homework because he just like never knows when any of the prophecies occur. He's like, Buffy's going to die. It could be happening now. I don't know. Yeah, something's going to happen, but I don't know what. <laughs> right? She walks in and he's just like so delighted. Um, Buffy establishes that like the vampires are out in droves mm-hmm. right now. They're getting brave. They're getting cocky. What's happening? And he's just like so distracted, but also like way too chill about things he needs to react to. And he's like... it's awful um yeah we don't get a lot from that right just that like giles is not okay yeah i think he's just happy that she's alive yes mostly right and it's like okay she didn't die last night so that's good but i still have to figure this out but i don't want to tell her and what is she saying Hmm? right and he's like one eye is twitching and he's like totally fine again he's pulled an all-nighter yeah. And he's like 40. Right. Giles can't do that shit no. anymore. I also like that like out of season one, we had all this like weird sexual tension between the two of them because they didn't totally know how to like create that dynamic. And suddenly in the last episode, they're like, this is a beautiful dynamic. Yeah, it's wonderful. Think, like, they figured it those out. Two, like that one episode and this one really cemented the like father child relationship. Yes. And like Anthony had does it so beautifully. He's so good. Like, he's so good. And, like, I don't want to say this because I feel like it's going to jinx things, but I'm just, uh, like, yeah. holding on to that hope that he's still one of the good guys. Right. Me too. <laughs> still, like, cling to him as being like, oh, well, you're good. Right. <laughs> you're not a trash human. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, <sighs> be one of us. Yeah. Be a cool guy. You're cool. Right. Yeah. He's wonderful. Thanks. He's so, so, so excellent. Um. Xander just continues to try and date Buffy despite the fact that she's never shown any interest in him for like someone who definitely appears to be like an outsider like nerd type in this very like stereotypical high school of hierarchy they like he's like Buffy come here let's let's sit and there's a guy sitting on a bench studying he's like hey he's like hey leave I'm like you're like you've been shown on the show to be like the loser like you know, like, yeah. not a cool guy. Why are you being mean to, like, random people? Right? It doesn't... It's so weird. It's such it's, an odd moment. And the fact that that guy did leave... Yeah, the guy's like, oh, okay. Some person comes up to me and is like, hey, leave. I'm like, Find another no. bench. There right? must be a lot of them around. Right? I proceed to lie down on the bench so he can't sit with me. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, yeah, right? Oh. This is my house. Um, yeah, it's deeply upsetting. And yeah, I hate Xander. I hate how he reacts after the scene. But like... I do want to go back to <gasps> Willow being like, it's the age of the canooter nerd. Nerds are in, right? Yes, and I was right. like, I wish I'd been as confident as Willow is when I was Willow's age. <laughs> I wish I was as confident as Willow is like at my state now. Yeah, right? I'm like, I wish I could be Willow. <laughs> She's so wonderful. Just and just continues. her nerdiness. Right. And like doesn't care. Willow is like a nice cheese that's good on its own yeah. and then it gets better as it gets yeah. older. It's good at any state. Absolutely. She's so wonderful. Um, yeah, Xander's awful, but the scene is very, very painful to watch and I do feel a little bad for him. Okay, here's the thing. Okay. This is what I Let's wrote do it. most about. So I wrote first the amount of rape culture that was just baked into the media that we all consumed mm-hmm. is insane. Yup. And I think a lot of Xander's dialogue is supposed to be funny, but now it comes across as mean. Yeah. And it's just, I can't like handle that. I don't, right. I don't know. It's at some point in like the last 20 years, we're like, what if we were nice to people? Yeah. What yeah. if we 
just weren't assholes all the time. Yeah, it's it's nice. Try it. Like, I do feel a little sorry for him because, like, yes. asking someone else is a really hard thing to right. do. And, like, you're putting yourself out there. And especially one of especially your friends you have to see every day. Yeah, you're friends with yeah. them. You're a teenager. You know, you really like this girl and you want, you want to ask her out. Yeah. But he's, he says... You either feel a thing or you don't. And she says, <laughs> I don't. And he says, well, try harder. Oh. Like, Xander, you need to choose whether, like, which you believe. Yeah. Like, I get this is hard and it's scary, but you need to accept the answer she's giving you. Right. Where, like, you feel bad for him for a hot second and then you realize and that, then oh, he no. And what that. And you're right? like, oh, well. What he believes no. is that he's entitled to the world exactly. around him. Wait, yeah. And then she... <laughs> And then he's like, yeah, I don't care if you want to justify his reaction by saying that he was hurt and embarrassed because of the rejection. Um, the stance that a guy puts himself out there and then gets friend zoned is just very overplayed. Yeah. And then he's like, and they use that as justification for him lashing out at her. Yeah. And this is just like. Bullshit. Building an incel. Oh yeah, this is how you build an incel. Xander is if also you like allow this behavior and you like explain it away. I think that the character of Xander also was introduced at a time where like we were only just starting to understand, like still didn't have the term incel and like yeah, yeah for sure. And I think if this they, is like a really common trope. Yes, of like oh he's the sad nerd who never gets the girl and constantly gets friend zoned. Right, and it's, it's just like gross and awful. That that. It, can we can we leave that behind? Like, can we leave this right. like stereotype behind? Because right. it's not healthy. Like, if they remade Buffy, which please don't, just leave it as yeah. perfectly no, imperfect as it is. Remade. Buffy is no, is it's, as what is is what it is. It's perfectly to imperfect, and it, it needs to be there. Exactly. But if they did, they'd have to fully just like create a different character yeah. to replace Xander, because Xander is now like a definition of a person that we now establish as a like terrorist organization. Yeah. Xander is very dangerous and awful. Yeah, like Xander is the reason why when I was in high school, I was terrified of a guy I wasn't interested in asking me out yep. because I would be so scared to reject him because I would feel that I couldn't reject him, that if I did reject him, I was being mean and I wasn't being fair and I wasn't giving him a chance. And it was like, oh, I had no autonomy over what I did with my time and my body. Like this idea that other people think you just need to try harder and there's that <laughs> like followed me throughout my life like so much of my life has me been doing things that I don't want to do because I think I should be trying harder to like feel the way I need to be feeling in order to do this yeah and clearly because I'm not feeling it I just need to try harder but then I realized that no you just don't feel it because you don't feel it so you don't need to do it exactly he's disgusting yeah, so it's really gross. He lashes out. It's like, yeah, very quickly goes from like actually feeling some monochrome of like sympathy for Xander for the first time in the entire season to suddenly being like, well, fuck you, Xander. Yeah, I was like, oh, this is really hard for him. And then Buffy's like, I just don't feel. And she clearly is like, wants to let him down nicely. Yeah. Like, she doesn't want to just like uh, put her friendship with him at risk. And, like, I'm of the opinion that if you want to ask someone else, you should ask them out. But yeah. you need to accept 
what the response is. Exactly. And treat everything like a game of Dungeons and Dragons, and, like, and that there are many possible outcomes. Exactly. And I like I when he, when I was watching that epi- that scene, I was thinking about like, okay, what would happen if Willow did to Xander what Xander's doing to Buffy? Yeah. He would say, "I'm not interested in you," and she would be like, "Okay," and she would walk away. Exactly. She wouldn't yell at him. She wouldn't get angry at him. I'm like. And oh, here. Okay. <laughs> so this led me to a whole thing thinking about toxic masculinity. Yes. Because I've been thinking about that a lot lately. Let us have it. Because I've got like, wine in front of me. Let's do it. Yeah. So the thing that really bothers me, I mean, there's lots of that bothers me about toxic masculinity because it's awful. And I don't like using the phrase like men are trash because that's not fair on men. Right. <laughs> it's not that fair creates on trans men. men. It's not fair on cis men. Right. It's not fair on... Anyway. It creates a mentality of not all men, like, but like toxic all masculinity men. is trash. Exactly, <laughs> and it does horrible things to men and women, and yes. other like everyone. It does it's not fair to anybody. To everyone, it's, it ruins the party always. It really does. But the thing that really like makes me sad is that so toxic masculinity views anything strong as good and anything weak as bad, and it views femininity as being weak and therefore bad. Yes. Anything soft is. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's just this idea that weak is bad, mm-hmm. which is a crazy premise. Yeah. Because like the, the, those two things aren't equal <laughs> and strong isn't always good. Exactly. And also like, and then it, yeah, it equates this like weakness with women and femininity. And it also equates feeling emotions with weakness. Like this idea that like being emotional yes. makes you weak. And in my experience, not feeling your emotions may make you seem strong, but it makes you strong in a way that's really brittle. Yeah. Like, it makes you strong in a way that if I were to, like, poke you, you would shatter. Exactly. So, in a way, toxic masculinity steals men's ability to feel the full range of human emotions. Yes. Like, it literally steals part of being human it it takes it away from men and that makes me profoundly sad yes like that's so heartbreaking that you wouldn't be able to experience the full range of human emotions because you're a man like that is nuts to me yes and so because of that a lot of men don't learn to deal with their emotions the only emotion they're allowed to have is anger Mm -hmm. and so everything gets channeled through anger hurt gets channeled through anger sadness gets channeled through anger a lot of joy gets channeled through anger Mm -hmm. and so when Xander gets rejected by Buffy he's hurt and sad but the only way he can deal with that is by lashing out at her Mm -hmm. and I can understand him being sad but I will not justify him lashing out at her no because that is not an acceptable response no. That is not an acceptable response in any situation. No. You don't get to lash out at someone else because you're upset. It's like when you have been abused, I can understand that. But if you go on to abuse someone else, mm-hmm. that's not justification. You can't use the justification of being abused in order to abuse someone else. No. You cannot use the justification of you feeling upset because someone has rejected you as you lashing out at them. <laughs> Buffy did not ask him to ask her out. Buffy does not feel that way about you. Buffy gave no inclination that she did. Buffy was not mean to you when she rejected you. So go deal with your emotions. Exactly. Just take a moment to say, very well said. Thank you. Yeah. That was excellent. 
thank you for coming to my TED talk. <laughs> like a very big Lisa Simpson energy right now. Oh, and it's excellent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking bullshit. Yep. And also Buffy, like bless her ahead of her time has a very strong, like fuck politeness vibe mm-hmm. where like, she's not mean to him at all, no. but she's like, nope, no, thank you. Not interested. No. Please move along. He's like, you either feel it or you don't. And she's like, I'm sorry. I don't feel that way about yeah. you. And he's like, we'll try. And she's at that point. I was like, no, 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 you have lost all sympathy that you might have had for me. Right. Like you have every right to like be angry at the situation. Mm-hmm. But you have no right to be angry at Buffy. No. And then he's like, oh, it's because of Angel. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. He goes off on Angel Dude. for a while. Dude. We're like, as much as I have a lot of problems with Angel and the general like age of consent yes. and the fact that he's, you know, 20 slash 240, like. He's got his shit in control, yeah. largely. Yeah. yeah. Are you threatened by Angel because he can feel a range of feelings exactly. and doesn't exert his power and dick over everybody? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe grow up a bit. <laughs> exactly. Um, in a nice note, though, we go from that really awful, uncomfortable scene to Jenny Calendar. Oh, my God. Jenny Calendar. Oh, my God. I love Jenny Calendar. Yeah. I wish we had more of her. Yeah. No, too great. soon. Yeah. She's gone too soon. I know. There's this like really gross trope in a lot of TV shows. It happens a lot in Supernatural where women are killed off in order to give men emotional stakes. Yep. And I'm not here for it. We don't have to do that. No, no one has to die in order for men to like feel like they need to do shit. Right. And that also falls into the like the kill your gays trope of people who are like, oh, well, you know, like gay people can't get married or like have kids well they totally can yeah um mm-hmm. but like we need to give some other like emotional climax to their storyline like you can do that without killing off yeah. queer people and people of color you can do that yeah you totally can absolutely fine. do that just fucking like, weeded heroically tragic for people to like die right maybe, there are maybe other, they could live <laughs> right there are other sad things that happen it's cool um i've written here oh my god fucking the stacks i want them yes to touch each other so badly hot library sex (laughs) like as weirdly uncomfortably teenage horny as willow was this entire season just for like buffy and angel because she's like oh my god i like yes i feel that for giles and jenny like i feel like if i was in willow's place i would be shipping them too (laughs) (laughs) they're so good like i know there's like you know things about their dynamic that definitely would have changed now but like largely i'm like still remains pretty fucking great yeah they're so good um but she comes in and she's like well i've heard some things on the internet uh she comes in and people have been contacting her on the internet because like they know that she's into the occult Mm -hmm. and there's a whole bunch of just signs of the apocalypse including a cat gave birth to a litter of snakes a family was swimming in whisper lake when it began to boil a boy was born with eyes facing inward she summarizes it as apocalypse stuff you know, apocalypse <laughs> stuff. You know, things you do. <laughs> Shit that happens when there's an apocalypse. Yeah, and she's like, let me in, like, put me in, coach. And he's like, I don't know if I can trust you. Why don't we know if we can trust Jenny? Yeah. That's so weird. Yeah, as she said, I help you. <laughs> I helped you exercise that demon from the internet that one It was time. <laughs> awesome, right? We all felt your erection. Like, just trust yeah. her. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's it's super weird. And just trust Jenny. Put her in the game. Yeah. Um, also, Cordelia is organizing the school dance, which of course she is. Yeah. Of course she is. 
She's like, also being kind of nice to people. She's like, Willow, your outfit looks great. She's like, no, it doesn't. Fuck you. What do you want? (laughs) What do you want? (laughs) This is also the episode of a lot of just like emotional growth coming to a head where Willow is also just like, fuck everybody. I don't don't buy your bullshit. Absolutely. She goes from calling out Cordelia to be like, I know you want something for me. To then Xander. Right? (laughs) Quick little like, you know, note for later. Cordelia's like, help me set up a sound system. She's like, okay, I will. And she's going to meet her in the morning. Mm -hmm. Uh, Plot points. points, Right? A lot of little quick things they plant here. It's really good. Um, She finds Xander, who's just pouting and throwing a tennis ball. Yeah. Yeah. There's another line he says um, after Buffy rejects him, where he says, I don't handle rejection well, which is just such a telling statement. Do better. It's such a chilling statement. Yeah. It's like, how do you handle rejection? Because I really hope you don't handle rejection by going out and harming women. Right? Xander is the factory where red flags are made. Yeah. I just wrote the entitlement of teenage boys. (laughs) I've written, oh my God, I hate him so much. (laughs) She says, so so Willow says, what did she say? And he says, apart from no, does it really matter? Like, Like, yeah, it does. And then he says, she's still jonesing for Angel and could care less about me. Like... So She's why are you bothering her? Like, she never said, I don't want to be your friend anymore, Xander. In fact, she, like, said the opposite. Like, it's this, this like, like the fact that, like, being in the friend zone is the worst possible place a guy can right. be. Like, dude, be friends with cool women. Yeah. Like, guess what makes your life great? Being friends with people. Yeah. Of all having, different, like, genders. Right. Having cool friends that you respect yeah. is a good thing. It's a good thing. It will inherently make you better. Yeah. Like, I just feel like... This show is very sort of like 90s feminism where it was like, let's just switch gender roles yeah, because that's how we fix everything. Exactly. And so you have like the typical trope of like the strong man saving the weak woman. And then it's like, oh, now the strong man is a young girl. Right. And so when you flip that, you now have a man in the place of a damsel in distress. Exactly. And if you are a toxic masculine man who believes that femininity is weak, you now have a character that struggles with being perceived as weak and somehow that's a bad thing (laughs) yeah i hate him so much um but yeah he's like whatever like we'll go to the dance together it'll be awesome it'll be great and billow's like fuck no dude yeah and it's awesome it's awesome because like again like what i was saying like if if willow had asked sander to to out he would have said no and she would have been like okay i'm gonna go deal with this like a mature person does exactly she's like i might disappear from your life for like a few weeks but i'm gonna figure my shit out like again if if you ask your friend out and they say no that's gonna be devastating for you and maybe you don't need to see them for a little while and that's perfectly all right right they also need some time to just like let the water settle time apart just like heal and like deal with your emotions and like feel like shit because it does make you feel like shit but just maybe don't lash out at people exactly no one needs that yeah but yeah she's awesome she's like hard no i'm not going to be your second choice also do you think that's fun for me like i get to go to the dance will you with you will you just like glare at buffy and like throw things at her all night the bronze this entire year oh exactly she's like i have many interests and lots to offer the world i don't need to be your backup strong independent woman (laughs) me strong independent jewish woman who doesn't know she's gay yet exactly yes willow knows she deserves better and i appreciate that so much yeah it's very good. Willow. Right. Um, so they go their separate ways. Not before Xander says, I'm going to go home. Lie down. 
and listen to country music. The music of pain. The music of pain. <laughs> so it's the music of like, like white privilege pain. Yeah, it's true. Whereas like there's nothing inherently violent about it, but there's nothing fucking good about it. I mean, it's masking a lot of, really a lot of things. Yeah. Dolly Parton is an icon. Ugh. Yeah. But there's a lot of like post 9-11 country music that's uh, really problematic. Yeah. Really yeah. problematic. It's where like we got a lot of the like America yeah. as a theme. Yeah. Right? It's, it's, really it's not great. It's real bad. Yeah. People who are like willing to die for their flag, but not willing to take <sighs> a vaccine. Right. For their neighbor. And I'm like, come on. Dolly Parton funded Moderna. <laughs> Get a vaccine. She thinks it's great. Yeah. So do we. So we go to Buffy, who's just, you know, ready to kill some stuff. Yeah. And at first, the way they filmed the scene, I thought it was like nighttime and she was just in the school. Mm-hmm. But then there's other students around. So I'm like, okay, I guess it's daytime. And so why does she like- just have a stake out really visible and she's just like twirling it yeah, around yeah she's just like going to the bathroom holding a <laughs> steak like i get that it's a steak and it's silly but it's still a weapon yeah. and she's just in school and everyone's like i'm afraid of buffy buffy's <laughs> like i gotta keep my secret identity secret let me just carry around the steak right <laughs> she's like sight. self-defense it's totally fine yeah. like it's still a weapon uh and she goes to wash her hands and there's blood coming out of the faucet uh, apocalypse stuff apocalypse stuff <laughs> <laughs> Classic signs of the apocalypse. Right? So she, she rolls in with the energy of like, LOL, Giles, guess what just happened? And she finds Angel. And she goes, Angel? But oh, guess what? Angel and Giles are in cahoots and you're going to die, sweetheart. This scene is amazing. I Somewhere down my notes, I've just written in all caps, Sarah Michelle Gellar fucking acting. Sarah Michelle Gellar can fucking act. Yeah. Like this her was... and Anthony Head together in a scene is amazing this scene was devastating like everything she said was just like perfect i'm 16 years old i don't want to die and it really like hits home like these are teenagers yes right where like she has the energy of being both 16 and 35 and you're like no she's a child she is a child she's not just a teenager she's a child and she has had this power thrust upon her against her will right like she just wants to be a teenager and now she's got to go save the world and die Right. She just wants to have some semblance of a normal life or at least a life. Yeah. And And like the juxtaposition of Buffy finding out that she's like, there is literally a prophecy that says she's going to die. Like she has no say in this, Mm -hmm. just like her being a slayer. She has to face her own mortality. She's a teenager. She's trying to figure this shit out. Juxtaposed with Xander wallowing in self-pity, listening to country music. Uh, is insane. uh, Like, I don't think it was purposefully done, but but oh my God, does it throw his like self-pity into harsh light? Yes. It's outstanding. Yeah. Fuck that guy. Also, just like the other oddball in there of Angel who knows he's never going to die unless somebody kills him. And she's like, you can never understand what I'm feeling right now. He's like, I know. Sorry about it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's really fucking beautiful and upsetting and it's awful. And she's just afraid to die, even though she's like, you know. She kills vampires all the time. But like this is like it's been written down. Yes. You know, and she knows already what it feels like to, like, be forced to do something against your will. Yeah. Because she's been called to be the slayer. Yeah. So, like, she understands that, like, there's nothing she can do about that. So what if there's nothing she can do about this? Exactly. 
And like it really speaks to everything she's seen as a slayer so far that she enters the scene with a trauma laugh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're like announces her present with just <laughs> yeah. great. She's like laughing into crying. Yeah. Never a good sound. No. Always chilling. She's so afraid to die. It's awful. Also, David Boreanaz has a baby face <laughs> and he looks so sad the entire time. <laughs> He really does. Right? Right now, he's supposed to be like, you know, an adult, but he looks younger than she does. So it's very <laughs> sweet. <laughs> oh. So, yeah, we also get like the scenes of I've just written Willow is a sad bear. Willow is such a Xander bear. is a sad bear. Buffy is a sad bear. Everybody's really sad Everyone's right now. sad, but for different reasons. Right? Some are valid, some, some are, are valid, not. Some are maybe not so valid. Right. Um, Joyce enters with some. You know, solid parenting. She's like, you must be full from that bite of dinner you almost had. Right? We're like, Joyce, bless her, is doing a really good job. But this was a normal teenager. That she's a slayer. I'm like, oh, honey. I totally get where Joyce is coming from. Because Joyce sees like a fraction of the picture. Right. There's a point where she's like, sometimes I do know what you're feeling. I'm like, no, you don't. But I get that you're trying. You feel like the world's ending. It's like, no, but the world is actually ending, mom. Also, just like the frantic energy of your teenage daughter being like, let's go away. Let's just go away. Let's go away. Let's run yeah. away from our problems. And she's like, oh, fuck, uh-huh. I got a parent today. <laughs> like, it was also, this scene was like far less upsetting than the last one, but still really, really hard to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Where Joyce is just trying to parent her and she's like, come on, isn't the dance this weekend? Did nobody ask you what you're 16? Is this about boys are you experiencing hormones she's like no i'm afraid of my mortality yeah, yeah, yeah. well i mean yeah. that was the whole like point of the show though like you yeah. know high school feels like everything every day feels like the end of your life yeah <laughs> what if it actually was right joyce finally finally figures out that it is and she's like oh fuck i gotta get different parenting books <laughs> like <laughs> i was not prepared for this right we're like at this where the cut and dry situation joyce gets like 10 out of 10 for her parenting mm. skills here but it's just like really sad yeah um i think she mentioned some point where she's like joyce is at a dance and nobody asked her and she's like i wanted to die and buffy's like but you had the rest of your life ahead of you yeah and it's awful yeah yeah um so that happens Buffy gets a beautiful dress oh, buffy also gets a wedding dress <laughs> it does say it's a wedding joyce dress. bought buffy a wedding dress <laughs> Which is like, it's beautiful. And I know it's definitely supposed to be like heavy handed symbolism of her fighting evil. But I'm like, that's a wedding dress. Yeah, totally a wedding dress. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, yeah, like good versus evil, period. And I'm like, it's a, it's a wedding dress. Yeah. She's going to marry the night. It's going to be great. Um, So Cordelia and Willow, a combination that I love. I'm like, make out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cordelia's boyfriend flanked on her. Yeah. And she's, she's mad, but she's all mad. She's not even mad. Yeah. He's just so sweet. Yeah. No, I'm mad. No, I'm not. And she sees him and she's like oh look it's he and his friend they're watching cartoons like that's so sweet no it's not i'm mad it's a room full of fucking dead teenagers yeah. it's not just dead bodies it's dead children yeah but the handprint on the oh. like tv while looney tunes is playing looney tunes is playing looney tunes. yeah something about the fact that they're watching cartoons like yeah. just adds to how awful yeah. it is um everything i've written is just in all capital letters just oh my god i'm full dead teens <laughs> kevin very very sinister and bad yeah. very bad i hate it um yeah it's it's really awful mm-hmm. 
it's horrible. It's pretty horrific. <sighs> we cut to Buffy wearing her wedding dress. Yes. <laughs> when Joyce goes up to be like, it's on the news. It's not good. Your friend's been traumatized. I'm going to let you go alone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she cuts to Willow, who's like deeply Again, traumatized. More A plus acting. Yes. From Allison Hadigan. Right. Although there was a part of me that was like, why weren't you this traumatized when your best friend Jesse died? Right. I don't know. Like, this isn't the first time that you've seen someone. Like, I guess Jesse wasn't like a dead body. He had been turned into a vampire. But I'm like, yeah. your best friend died. Right. Because she specified. She's like, I didn't think anything would bother me anymore. Yeah. I've seen so much. It's fun. And I think, I guess maybe like the ubiquitous loss of watching someone just become a vampire versus seeing dying in front of you is different. Like, um, like a school room. Yeah. Like, because she does say like. That was, I go to that room every day. I see those boys every day. And it is very much like rape symbolism of like, yeah. you've been violated. Like a, a part of your life that you saw thought was safe and yours has been violated. Because she phrases it in the best way where I have written it down because I needed it. Mm -hmm. uh, she says, regarding the bloody multipurpose room, it wasn't our world anymore. They made it theirs and they had fun. And it's awful also like a little bit of context this is like two years before columbine no. so really just like of the era of this kind of violence that teenagers are going to start seeing yeah. all the time yeah it's really awful they had no idea how awful it was when they made this episode yeah yeah, yeah. it's horrible also i just never want to see allison hannigan sad oh, she, oh i know so it's her bad. job to act but i don't like it yeah. no, <laughs> no willow is so like pure yeah and like good yes she's a truly good character right like i really enjoy buffy but i'm like what if we just had an entire series about willow mm -hmm. what yeah. if instead of angel we had willow yeah yeah right that sounds nice exactly that sounds great um also i've just written that willow and buffy best friends i love them <laughs> <laughs> they're so sweet and so beautiful to each other and i do love that like Seeing Willow so upset is what changed Buffy's mind. Yes. Buffy, who's like, I quit. I'm not a slayer anymore. Fuck you. Yeah. Find somebody else. She's like, I, She's like I, I will do it for Willow. Yeah. Willow needs this. Yeah. And leaves her with, take care. I'm like, fuck you, Sarah Michelle Geller. <laughs> Don't make me cry while I'm watching this teen drama. Yeah, right. Um, also, then we cut to just seriously, Jenny and Giles make out. Um, also, just in regard to like a point you made a few minutes ago about this being the part where they're like, yeah, let's like swapping gender roles and like the big tough dude is a little lady. Jenny has like fully just said, it's just funny that she's the slayer because she's so small. She's so little. <laughs> she's so little. Like she is very small. <laughs> Giles has decided that she wants, he wants to face the master, which I've written, LOL. Yeah. That's cute. Giles uh, trying to stand up to Buffy is adorable. It's he's so like, no, sweet. I've made up a mind. I'm going and you're not. <laughs> right? Where he's like, I know that this is probably better and I'm definitely going to die. But like, you're not fucking doing it. It's also, like, no, she's I've made up my mind. <laughs> right? She's also paired her wedding dress prom dress with uh, the ugliest leather jacket in yeah, her yeah. closet. I'm like, why was this the one? Yeah. Why was this She's it? also chosen to wear like block heeled shoes. Like, I get the wedding dress. But like, I would have paired it with a comfortable shoe. <laughs> right. <laughs> Like sneakers, just wear sneakers right. with your dress. It's perfectly okay. Right. You could have worn a black boot yeah. and been a badass been and a been like yeah. a delicate <laughs> Lara Croft and yeah. it would have been fine. Absolutely. 
leather jacket right wedding dress hike like biker boots right. do it. i get that we needed some symbolism but i'm like you couldn't have changed yeah you could like, you don't have a to-go get, like, bag okay, in your so locker she's like i'm just trying to like like track her so she's in her room she's tried on her wedding dress because she's like i'm not gonna be able to wear this i can't go to the dance because i'm the slayer and then she finds out that willow has been traumatized so she rushes over there she doesn't have time to change that's fair so maybe that's why she wore those shoes. But then from Willow's, she has to go to the school. Yeah. And I'm like, does she have gym clothes in her locker? She not have time to stop somewhere to put a sneaker on. Can she rip her dress so it's shorter? I mean, so it she is can short run it in. in the front, especially the oh, underside yeah. is short. It's like a mullet dress. Yes. It's got Which like I'm gonna, chiffon kind of all the way down. I'm gonna say something as a big pervert. Also, we're like big pervert, but also just like the cinematic approach they took to it. it like later on, she's like climbing through the underground and like the you know master's realm and there's a scene where like in her white dress she like steps and her leg is like steps onto an uneven plane i'm like fuck you this is beautiful (laughs) (laughs) i hate that i love this so much (laughs) i'm like i'm always here for being in like comfortable clothes but i'm also here for like watching buffy with like a crossbow in a wedding dress right exactly in her ugliest ugliest jacket um it's not even like angel's leather jacket no but it still looks like an old man's leather jacket like i feel like it would have made more sense if she had been wearing angel's jacket yes right because in uncomfortable love yeah yeah you know right great um yeah they get into like a really sweet back and forth fight jenny's just like i'm here too oh, this is uncomfortable right ends with giles being like you're not going and she's like i know and just like punches him <laughs> in the head <laughs> the number of times that giles sustains like serious head injuries in the show oh yeah like, i accept that buffy has like super strength and like healing powers or whatever but giles is just a dude right <laughs> and he gets hit in the head a lot I choose to believe that Giles takes up guitar as like a way to heal from his concussion. That <laughs> <laughs> he just has perpetual concussion. <laughs> um, we know he plays guitar. It's canon. Exactly. It's wonderful. Um, there's also just a lot of points over the course of the series where you can like really see that like, oh yeah, we wouldn't have Veronica Mars without mm, Buffy the Vampire absolutely. Slayer. It really hits when she's knocked out Giles with her fist. <laughs> And Jenny's like, what the fuck? I just learned that you're the Slayer and you're so tiny. What is this? And she's like, when he wakes up, um, I don't know. Tell him something cool. Tell him I said it. <laughs> and I'm like, some strong Veronica Mars energy. Very much It was so. very yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And her just being like, I'm also still a child and I don't know how to express what I'm feeling right now. Because yeah. why would I? This is a horrible situation. Yeah. I'm about to go die. I can't think of cool things to say. <laughs> right. Tell him I said something cool. Um, she takes the crossbow, which I still don't know why that's the weapon she wants every time. Like, that's not easy to load if you're yeah. in, like, a really and, like, tangible fight. like, literally when she's down there, she, like, shoots him and then is like, oh, I gotta load this now. Right? And he's just laughing at her. He's like, really? <laughs> Even your fists would be better than this. Yeah, right. I feel like it's there are other dumb. weapons she could have chosen. There was a sword. Right? Even, a, like, a bow and arrow yeah. would be easier to, because she also doesn't aim properly with a crossbow because she's nervous because it's big. Yeah. <sighs> Also, Very she dumb. could have taken, like, a bag of weapons with her. I'm pretty yeah. sure Giles was Options. packing a bag. She right? could have just grabbed that bag. Buffy's not a Gemini. <laughs> uh, so she goes outside. The anointed one is out there. And he's like, oh, ma'am, I lost child. And she's like, she's like no, you're not. You're I know who you are. One. All right, take me to him. Let's right. get this over with. Let's go, kiddo. Uh, the Scooby gang has assembled in the library. Giles has woken up. And he's like, another one? Really? Like, 
oh no <laughs> uh i've really gotten into the 90s slang that they've tried to force at us I, where i've written xander is wigging i genuinely <laughs> love the buffyisms on this it's, show it is some of them like, are so weird yeah, yeah. it's great <laughs> Smoochie is my favorite. Uh, honey is Wiggins also a good one. Like a classic, though. Right. Wigging. There's a lot of slang that Buffy tries to tell us was like classic of the era. I'm like nobody said that. I don't know that. if it was. I think it was just them no. making up words. Yeah. Nobody said. They just anything. came up with their own language. Right. And we're like, but this wigging. is how we're talking. Totally. What you think? She says some weird shit. But Xander's wigging. Yeah. Which I feel like is accurate. Because yeah. like, he's got the wig. I think there's also like the energy of Xander that is like, oh fuck, I really like left things on bad terms with one of my best friends and now she might die and I feel bad about it but I don't like, know how to express hey. that so I'm gonna get mad at everybody exactly. around me exactly exactly uh. like we've created a race like a, just like a an entire like age of emotionally constipated people yeah emotionally constipated is the term and they just hurt other people yeah it's gross okay. it's okay. really gross um yeah so everyone's trying to like figure out what to do we got some books happening we have the mm-hmm. internet and xander's gonna go find buffy and they're like where how are you gonna find her and he goes to angel yep. and it's just xander versus angel angel is wearing a velvet blazer <laughs> which i feel like also speaks to angel's comfort with his emotional state and his sexuality and everything he's like what i look great yeah <laughs> yeah i mean i, th- I love angel because he's just like he's so like just constantly i can't think of the word it's it's escaping me he's like pleasantly nonchalant yeah but he's just like constantly thinking about all the terrible things he's done yep (laughs) so he just like is always apologetic and like meek but he's also like been alive for like 200 years he's just afraid to move too much in case he accidentally hurts somebody yeah yeah, exactly he's just like i don't want to i don't want to do it i don't want to be a bad guy i want to help i want to like love buffy and i just want to watch her and like help her but i don't know how to do it because i'm 200 years older than her and i don't know how to talk to people anymore because i was evil for a very long time right and then you're met with the complete opposite but also he has like fashion sense from like 200 years so he's like yeah of course i'll wear a velvet blazer people don't wear velvet blazers anymore right they do now because we know what's up (laughs) uh and then you're met with the total opposite energy of like it would have been so easy just to go to angel and be like i need help i need you to find buffy and he'd be like okay buffy's gone off to like die maybe let's go help her but instead xander goes in threatening him he's like i have a cross i don't like you because you like the girl that i like who's also my friend and she's gonna die and i know you just helped me but also i'm gonna make sure that you know i have power over you here's a cross you like that dead boy he doesn't like it no no No, he doesn't (laughs) he doesn't like it (laughs) um yeah it's real dumb so they're like, where do we go? Where is the Hellmouth? And we just like cut to the Plasticine Castle that the mm-hmm. master's always in. Yeah. Who sees her and goes, welcome. And I appreciate there's no like, you know, no lead up to it. They just, they're there to fight. Yeah. He's got no patience for her quips. He's like, please don't try to be clever. I <laughs> just like, want to oh, fight good. you. Quips. <laughs> Let's move right. past this. She's got the crossbow. Mm-hmm. She can't aim it because she's terrified. Yeah. It like hits him, but he's like. He catches it because he's the master. Right. He's like, I'm rubber, you're glue. It's <laughs> <laughs> the energy. It gets him. He's like, girl. It's like, okay, I guess we have to get through this fight in order to move on with the plot. Right. Also, like, the master's just really into choking, huh? 
Yeah, I mean, he wears like a full leather outfit, so it's not surprising. Yeah, right. And he's got like the Darth Vader power of just like, yeah, yeah. come and get you. Exactly. But then like immediately she's like, choky, choky. I'm like, you have fangs. Yeah. You have so much supernatural power. And you're like, choking, choking. is for me. It's my thing. <sighs> choking is for me. Buff Wild, the podcast where we talk about <laughs> choking. <laughs> Um, I do really, however, enjoy the cutscenes to Angel and Xander trying to navigate uh, the hellscape where they're like, there's a point where Xander's like, stop looking at my neck. Yeah. And he's like, I'm not looking at your neck. Stop looking at my neck. Look at my neck. I'm not looking. I told you to eat before we left. <laughs> so like, it's so good because Angel's fully looking at his neck. And it's really <laughs> Angel's like, I could just kill him now. Right. Yeah. Master's stealthy. He really quickly gets the upper hand. Mm -hmm. And then we go to the high school where Jenny and Willow are like, we need to find the Hellmouth. And quickly it's vampires, zombies, surrounded by everyone. Right? Cordelia shows up. Cordelia shows up in her car in like her full Barbie dream car. And she's like, boop, boop. Hop in, in, losers. We're going slaying. (laughs) And it's amazing. (laughs) She's so good. And they're like, we slay vampires. Exactly. And they're like, where are they trying to go? The library? <gasps> okay. Okay. Cordelia driving her car into the school is so iconic. <laughs> it's so it's good. It's like Cordelia problem solving. Oh, yes. we're in a car. We need to be at the library. All right. Let's drive there. I'm a teenager from California. <laughs> I have things to say about Cordelia because I love her so much. Um. So I read a really good review of an episode of Game of Thrones once that like describes watching Daenerys later on as like watching a kid play with action figures mm-hmm. because there's no consequences to everything she's doing. Yeah. She goes in with 100% of the power. It's just kind of boring to watch. Cordelia driving through the school in her car is kind of like that, but as a human person. <laughs> so like it's all the height and all the drama and you're like, yes, I want to watch three hours of this only. <laughs> I just want to watch Cordelia bullshit. It's so good. She's wonderful. She is. I love Cordelia. Cordelia's incredible. Like, I think this is also definitely like the pivotal episode where we see her going on different trajectory. Like, this is when she joins the Scooby gang. Yeah. And like, I love Angel so much, like the show. Because mm-hmm. I just, I love how much she like grows as a person. I mean, yes. I'm excited the for that. that. Her time on the show ends is terrible. Yeah. But I just, pre- I like to pretend that season four of Angel doesn't exist. Okay. And, That's um, fair. I love season five, uh, but I pretend it's like a different show because it really is. Right. <laughs> there's seasons one to three, which is like the show Angel. Mm-hmm. And then there's this like missing gap of time where something happens. And yeah. then there's a completely different show. <laughs> yeah. And in it's one like- of the episodes, Angel gets turned into a puppet. Yes, I knew about this and I forgot and I'm excited to see it. I watched it today because I was like, I need to see this because I've completely forgotten about it. And then I remember that Lauren is a character and I was like, I can't believe I forgot Lauren. I love Lauren. Excited. Excited. Right. It's kind of like how Buffy was supposed to end after season five. And I'm like, the way I've kind of heard it is like, I don't know, treat everything in six and seven as like fan fiction where it's fun. Exactly. Like, don't take it seriously. It's like Supernatural was supposed to end at mm. season five and it ran forever it ran for 15 seasons yeah and a lot of people are like it should it's too long ended. for any show to ended. run and i'm like but we there was so many there was a lot of shit but there were so many good things and i'm happy that it went as long as it did i mean i didn't need the last two episodes especially not 
the last one but the second to last one was a pretty great episode and i'm glad i lived long (laughs) enough to see that happen me never having watched supernatural but however i'm on the internet in a big way and i'm like i know exactly what you mean a lot of people just know yeah i mean i i joined supernatural i joined the supernatural i started watching supernatural because i joined tumblr and yes. started shipping Destiel and was like, yeah. I guess I need to watch this show now. Right. <laughs> and then I had to wait four seasons for Castiel to show up. <laughs> anyway, if you ever do a Supernatural recap podcast. Yes. Here I, I feel am. like it's it's like on my list of things that we actually watch. If you're like, maybe I should watch year. Supernatural and do a podcast as I watch it, I'm here for you. It's just me and Sophie yelling into our like, microphones. If you ever decide for to watch seasons. Supernatural, I need to be there for you every step of the way. That sounds great. <laughs> Let's do it. Yes. We'll figure out a time and place. Cool. <laughs> sounds amazing. Um, back to Buffy. Anyway, back to Buffy. <laughs> At some point, in between, like Cordelia being the best character ever, we also get just the clip of like we learn that if Buffy hadn't actually gone to go find the master, none of this would yes. have happened because he couldn't have escaped. Like an Indiana Jones situation. Yeah. Also, it's like weirdly sensual. Yeah. 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 It is. Yeah. It's weirdly sensual. She does not put up a fight. No. Well, I think he has her under his thrall. Yeah. It's it's pretty awful. Um, I've just written chomp because he bites her, but he just gives her one bite. Yeah, and he she's doesn't like, like drain her. He's like, I'm going to bite you and then throw you into this lake. Right. Because he's like, I got what I needed. I'm going to have all the humans he's like, Wait, I'm going to leave top. you so that maybe you could survive. I'm not going to like make sure you're dead. He has such a low opinion of humans that he's like, he's like, whatever. You're you're done. It's fine. She goes gently. The good place. Where Michael's like, oh, I could just kill them. It's really easy to kill humans. They're mostly just like juice and goo. You just need it's to true. take the juice out of the goo. And I feel like that's how the master feels. It's like, yes. you just got to take the juice out and then they die. <laughs> I like the idea that the good place and Buffy exist in the same universe. <laughs> they definitely do. Oh, yeah. It's outstanding. <laughs> um, but yeah, she doesn't put up a fight at all. No. Yeah. And she just lands face first in some water. Yep. He leaves with, by the way. I like your dress. Yes. <laughs> he just leaves. His he finally voice, leaves the plastic castle. I realize that castle. his voice reminds me of Jim Carrey's The Grinch. Oh, yeah. Because that sound is going, going around TikTok. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's what that reminds me of. That is very much it. <laughs> that is very it. Um, but she's dead. And immediately Angel and Xander find her. And I haven't, like. I'm not fussed by it, but I have an issue with the fact that in the first season, they like really kind of like jump in and out of like, what is vampire lore and whatnot? We're like, so here's the thing. Okay. I really like the drama of, I can't give her CPS because I'm a vampire, but I'm like, you literally just said that with your voice, which you need to control with air. So you have air in your lungs. You may not need it. I can accept that a vampire doesn't have to breathe because you're dead. But if you want to talk, you need to breathe. And you're right. talking right now. So talk into her mouth. <laughs> yeah. And like, yeah, if you want to throw down with that, you're like, I don't have oxygen. I'm like, sure. But you bled out a couple episodes ago. Yeah. yeah. And you're Science. Like, like talking with air coming out of your lungs. Right. To save your girlfriend. Exactly. To save your teenage child breath. Yes. <laughs> yeah. She's in a wedding dress. She's in a wedding dress. She's ready for you. She's in a rhinestone wedding dress, which we haven't addressed. There's a band of rhinestones across the belt. Rhinestone wedding dress. With a like tulip mullet skirt. Yep. And very nineties block heel. Yes. Um Yeah, so 
we cut in between for a while. Xander giving her CPR and also just the zombie parade yeah. and Cordelia being Cordelia incredible. Cordelia a vampire. <laughs> yeah. Which that was the thing I only noticed when I watched it today. I didn't notice it the first time. And she goes, how do you like that? And bites a vampire. <laughs> and it's amazing. I also like that the vampire was like, probably didn't, you know, feel much pain from that, but was so shocked. Was like, okay, Wait, what is sorry about it. <laughs> um, Buffy's alive. Yay, really Buffy's quickly, alive. Xander's just like stroking her hair. I'm like, nope. Dude, none. Stop consensual it. touching. Yeah. Let's yeah. talk about this. You can non-consensually touch somebody if you're going to keep them alive with CPR. Yes, absolutely. But like. So that scene. So the CPR scene and also the whole like rape culture scene reminded me of a scene from the movie The Sandlot. Okay. And one of the subplots of that movie, because it's like kids who play baseball or whatever yeah and one of the subplots is like there's this kid who's in love with the female lifeguard at the pool uh-huh. and so at one point he purposely drowns himself so that she will does. come and save him and give him cpr A at which point trope. he kisses her yeah. and i was like oh wow that was in a children's movie yeah that's gross <laughs> not okay Right. But we all just treated it like boys will be boys. Sometimes boys will do weird things to try to get girls to kiss them. And I'm like. No wonder rape culture is an issue now. It count. Like what? Right. It's so gross. The weird shit that we were taught was okay. It's immediately. Insane. Yeah. It's gross and awful. Um, so Buffy's alive. It's good. There's also tentacles just kind of starting to surface in the library, which is not mm-hmm. great. Yeah. It's very like. Little Shop of Horrors. Yes. Is very that. Um, we see the master on a roof and the roof set is incredible where it's very clearly like the background is very clearly like a printout mm-hmm. and I love yeah. it. Yeah. I love that they gave the master all of the prosthetics and they're like, oh, we used our budget for your scenes on that. Yeah. Here's this plasticine castle. <laughs> Here's a poorly pointed jack backdrop. Here's a rooftop scene that's very much not on a rooftop exactly uh meanwhile buffy's alive and she feels different she feels powerful she's ready um demons are attack demons are attacking everybody we get a montage set to the theme song and it's incredible oh look a bad guy (laughs) right oh look a bad guy buffy is unfuckwithable yes she cannot be stopped it's great buffy is on a mission right uh, the Hellmouth has risen. Tentacles are just everywhere. It's awful. Also, the master does Nicole Kidman claps. <laughs> and it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, you got to do that with those nails. Right? The nails, that some, like the hands nails. that like extend outward yeah. somehow because your hands are so long. Um, she also gives us, so Buffy and the master fight, and she gives us one of the weirdest pieces of dialogue, maybe from the <laughs> series, where she goes, I may be dead, but I'm still pretty. Which is more than I can say for you. Why? Because it's one of my favorite lines, which is, you have fruit punch mouth. Yes! <laughs> I also like, wrote I that I know exactly down. what you mean. It's the kid yes. who's had too much fruit punch and his entire mouth is red. Right. And then immediately punches at the master. But like, she, the master has fruit punch mouth and Giles has an axe where he's down just like swinging <laughs> at the tentacles. He's all about choking, but he's dead. And I just said, yay, we did it. Um, so like master, oh yeah, she does a really, really great thing where she's like, I see a little piece of wood down in the destruction. I'm going to throw you onto it and hope that you hit it. It also only just occurred to me that the roof they're on, the skylight that they're overlooking is over the library. Yeah. Where I'm like, that library has a skylight. That library is nice for a suburban 
yeah, school library. It really is. Yeah. He's dead. Yay, they did it. They as they kind of assess all the damage and everyone's like, oh fuck, we did it. We're safe. It's cool. They play like a tuned down version of the theme song. <laughs> that is the Buff Wild theme song. <laughs> and it's outstanding. And I had to pause it and go back a few times. I'm like, is this the theme song that Kiyomi wrote for us? Oh I God. think it is. I'd be really happy. Um, Buffy has a good cry, which I'm so yes. glad that they show Buffy having a cry. Cause I'm like, thank you for allowing Deal us to express yes. that you can just like, cry because you need to do it. And like accept that like going through something traumatic has consequences for yes. your emotions. You're not just fine. Right. And you can like, feel you that. You tonight. You have, you have earned the right to cry. Right. And just crying just because also not because you're in conflict, not because you're physically hurt in that moment, yeah. just because you need to cry. Like honestly, if like after Buffy, um, like said no to Xander if he had just been like that sucks but I get it and walked away and like cried a bit yeah he would have made him seem more manly than what yes. happened right he's like I feel something I need to heal from it now yeah. I'm gonna do that through crying um everybody is just baffled and in trauma Giles decided that he hates books <laughs> which is maybe the saddest thing no don't give up on books right they're your friends you'll be back you can't quit them. Mm. Uh, they decide to go to the school dance anyway because they save the world. Yeah. I say we party. And they yeah. just leave the master there. Yeah. They're like, he's not going anywhere. And they just leave this mythical side of bones there. Every episode I'm watching the Buffy and I'm like, they're just like fully fighting and like sparring and talking about vampires just in the library, like in full view of the doors. They're not even like in the back in the stacks it's just like buffy like training in yeah. full view of the doors that have windows on them yeah like wh- what huh right they're not subtle no it happens yeah it's wild it is wild it's buff wild it's buff wild. yes thank you it's <laughs> my favorite thing but yeah and then it just kind of ends yeah. it's really good it is good how'd you feel about it I mean, it's definitely like, it's like the whole season and then they're like, oh, we should actually like, we could actually, you know, maybe this might be our last episode. Let's like put some effort into it. Yes. Like, I feel like I, that was like kind of a Hail Mary. Like, we don't know if we're going to get picked up. Let's do as much as we can. Yeah. There's nothing set you know? up. There's no cliffhangers. Yeah. We're done. Yeah. There's like the tiniest, tiniest thread there of like, what do we do with the master's bones? Yeah. I don't know. Leave them. Yeah, so there's like there. something set up for the next season. If they get one, mm-hmm. it's great. Yeah. <sighs> a jam packed episode for a thing that doesn't have like a lot of in it's happening in its plot line. Yeah. It's so good. I mean, you just got to like tie everything together with a nice bow, you know? And it's where everyone really came into their own in the yeah, series as well. Absolutely. Like Willow really like was like, you know what? I'm not going to deal with this crush on Xander bullshit. Yeah. Cordelia was like, oh, maybe I can be a human being and yep. like fight monsters. I have a car. I'm going to yeah. use it. Yeah. Buffy's like, I'm going to go die. Right. <laughs> Experience some trauma. Right. Xander continues to be, uh, <laughs> continues to have the emotional range of a teaspoon. Ugh. It never expands upon that. Like never does. Nope. Never does. Uh-uh. They've written Xander like a stock character that we're supposed to have for two episodes, but he stayed for the entire series. Yeah. 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 Not great, Bob. Nah. Not great. No, 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 no. <sighs> a very good episode of TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very enjoyable. I rate this episode 
nine wet wedding dresses out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> wet rhinestone wedding dresses. Exactly. What about you? Yeah, I give it a solid nine out of ten. Yeah. Yeah. Like a really good episode. It is. It all comes together. It does all come together. And like yeah. for me, season two is the best season of Buffy. So mm. it really just kind of like like they started something and really like went with it for yep. the next season. They went ham in the next season. They're like, cool, you like this? Like, oh, We're going to get weirder. We found our rhythm. Yes. Yeah. They're like, apparently someone's on board for this bizarre premise we yeah. came up apparently with. Apparently people are okay with this. Right. Let's do it. No one's upset by Angel and Buffy no, being a no, couple. That's okay. okay. Yeah. All right, in fact, cool. you're into it and still are like 25 years no, later. Yep. Dope. Yep. Like it's, I was rewatching it and I'm like, he's so much older than her. She's a right? child. Exactly. She looks like a baby. Yeah. Right. I know. Like in this episode, she's literally like, I'm 16 years old. And he's like, I'm 240. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <sighs> what a magnificent program. Mm-hmm. It is pretty great. Thank you for joining us to yell about this wonderful finale episode. Thank you for having me. This is excellent. If we do this again, you must come back. Oh, this is very fun. <laughs> I will come back. All right. Um, this was season one of Buff Wild. Did you enjoy it? Did you have fun? Are you concerned for us? Do you want to be our friends? Or both? Um, let us know. If you want to find us on social media, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Buff Wild Pod. You can go onto our link tree that has all of our social media and also other places to listen and like donate money if you want to at linktree slash buffwildpod. You can email us at buffwildpod at gmail. Just tell us if you liked it. Tell us what you feel about it. Do you want season two? Do you want season seven? Do you want Angel Wild? I don't know what I'd call it. <laughs> Buffwild slash Angel. Tell us how you feel about it. Uh, this has been very fun. Maybe we'll see you again. Maybe this is like Firefly and it's done after 12 episodes. Take care. Bye-bye. <laughs>